Hello, my love, and welcome to the Her Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Megan Claire Hatfield, transformational mentor and feminine guide for powerful women, somatic and energetic alchemist, author, wise woman, coach, and the founder of my coaching and mentorship business, Her Alchemy. I am devoted to the nourishment, liberation, and exaltation of the feminine at large. And through this podcast and every episode, my wish is that in feeling my beating heart and in hearing my voice and the truths that I share, you feel nourished, liberated, and exalted. Subscribe to this podcast for something new, for something real, for juicy, honest, deep conversations that will nourish your soul on all things feminine energy, alchemy, and leadership. Follow me on Instagram at Megan Claire Hatfield if you enjoyed this podcast and go ahead and share it with another wise woman friend of yours who would appreciate it and resonate with it. Or share it on your Instagram stories and tag me so that I can thank you for being a listener and connect with you. All right, babe, let's get started. Hello. It is so good to be back, my loves, and I have the sexiest story ever to tell you about a really expansive, sexy, transformative experience that my husband and I had together recently. So I'm kinky, y'all. I am kinky as fuck. I was born kinky. I've always been kinky. In the erotic blueprints, I'm honestly three. I'm energetic and I'm sensual and I'm kinky. It's just a part of who I am. And I love conscious darkness. I love, love exploring the darker sides of my sexuality. I love exploring my dark feminine. I love teaching on the dark feminine. I've been a fucking teacher and a coach and a mentor in the areas of the dark feminine for, um, how many years, like five years. And I've been studying the feminine for, for 10 years. Um, but that's what her alchemy is all about. It's about integrating your darkness and your light and creating something fucking extraordinary from the mix of the two. So I love kink. All right. My husband um, now loves kink, uh, but we did not go into the weekend like this. So it was a four day conscious kink immersion um, with the Kimmy Inch. She is an amazing Austin based uh, dominatrix. She's been doing this for over 20 years. And she's also a tantrika and a somatic therapist and an all-around bad bitch. And I already love her so much. She's just, she was, it was epic to watch her lead this space and to watch her in her craft. So at the beginning of this past January, actually, you know what, literally ever, if you listen to the last episode of my podcast, you know that ever since November... I have been going through a process of coming home to myself in deeper and deeper ways um, in literally every area of my life. And I've never felt more alive. And has this meant that a lot of stuff has gotten cleared out of my life? Absolutely. I did that intentionally. Does this mean that a lot of new, sexy, amazing things have come into my life? Absolutely. And one of the things that have come into my life 
um, and it came hard into my life, is conscious kink. So at the beginning of January specifically, I made a recommitment. I recommit to this probably, you know, once a year or twice a year. I recommit to my truth, my full fuck yes radical alignment, my pleasure, my play, my turn on and my desire. Um, I am unable to compromise on the life and business that I lead. I am unable to compromise on the kind of sex that I have. I am unable to compromise on anything at this point in my life. I know what I want. Um, I have standards for these things. And my standards is that I get to lead a business that sets my fucking soul on fire If I'm doing something in my business that I can't show up for 100% because my whole soul and heart and pussy and turn on aren't into it, then I will not only lead things in my business that are fully fucking me. And usually that means that these programs that I put out are like obscure and uh, niche, but also fucking extraordinary and the most transformative experiences that you could have. Um, you know, I am in fierce devotion to the nourishment, liberation, and exaltation of the feminine. I am a deep feminine mentor and transformational coach. And if you want to get your world fucking rocked in the best, sexiest way, if you want to come home to your feminine, I don't know why I'm turning this into like a sales pitch, but it's just fucking happening because I'm so lit up about my work right now. Then come work with me, join one of my programs and live a life that turns you on. Lead a business that turns you on. Heal your relationship with your feminine energy and allow yourself to just soften and receive all of the good things that you were always made for, my love. So that's her alchemy. That's my business. Back to my full fuck yeses in my life. Um, Oh, and I'm also a healer. Duh. I can't forget that. I'm a somatic alchemist and a healer. I've been a healer for 10 years. Um, I, I specifically work with healing the feminine. So part of healing, segue, part of healing the feminine though, is her re-attuning to what she wants. What the fuck does she want? What are her yeses? What are her no's? And even exploring the maybes, right? But like really attuning to the yeses and the no's. So I got really clear at the beginning of this year um, that I wanted to fill my life up back with erotic energy, Um, literally in every area of my life, because I wanted to feel more alive and more aligned and more free. And guess what? That's exactly what I help other women do. But if you are a coach and a mentor and you're not taking an intentional sip of your own medicine every now and again, then I don't know what the fuck you're doing. So I took a sip of my own medicine and I really devoted myself to feeling fully fucking alive again. Um, And how to do that? Well, I followed my desires. I injected everything that makes me feel alive into my weekly schedule. So my business, I pussified my business, my workout routine. I pussified my workout routine. Um, I started doing pole dancing classes again and erotic floor work movement classes again and sexy Pilates and sexy bar classes again, except not the kind that are like fucking boring, but the kind that play Glory Box by Portishead as you're doing bridges and kegels at the same time. Aerial silk yoga classes. Like I fully revolutionized the way that I move my body because I realized that I was working out and exercising or trying to in a way where my body fucking hated it and I was just forcing it to move in a certain way. So I was like, wait, how does my body want to move? What kind of food do I want to eat? How do I want to feel in my business? 
what's working in my business right now and what's not working in my business right now. What's a fuck yes in my business right now? What's a fuck no in my business right now? What's a fuck yes in my relationship with my husband? What's a fuck no in my relationship with my husband? And I just went through this process of really clearing out anything that was not aligned. And I'm still in this process right now while simultaneously at the same time introducing a lot of really juicy new things into my life that feel fully aligned and fully alive. So one of the things that I said yes to um, was this conscious kink experience with Kimmy Inch. I got a five-star recommendation from one of my friends who I trust so much. She is also like a highly sensitive empath, badass CEO as, as um, yours truly. And I, I trust her recommendation 100%. So the problem, the struggle that I've had with King and why I didn't get into it earlier in like an official way outside of my own bedroom, um, like the kink community, was that I have struggled to feel safe in the kink community in, um, in San Francisco, actually. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of the Folsom Street Fair, but when I first started dating my husband, I um, I went to that with him because I was interested in in kink, and this was back in 2019. And I just ugh, I went we went to the Folsom Street Fair, and there was just like a bunch of you know men in gimp suits like peeing on each other like old men, you know, jerking themselves off on the side of the street, just like really, and I'm not shaming anyone else. I'm not yucking anyone else's yum right now, but that's a fuck no for me. I cannot, like as an empath, as a highly sensitive person, I cannot be insensitive and in spaces where people are unconscious. But after talking to my friend Bryn, um, and she basically just gave me um, the recommendation for Kimmy, and she gave Kimmy her five-star recommendation she's like no no no, you don't understand Kimmy is the queen of conscious kink she holds the most meticulous luxury space and you know me I love I love me some luxury spaces um in terms of calling in a really high caliber of person to her space and then also holding a really high caliber frequency as she um does her work and I was like okay say no more fuck yes sign me up I was ready to pay this woman like you know, X thousand dollars, how many, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars to have a conscious kink journey with her, um, a one-on-one journey with her. Because I know that there is um, a lot of healing for me there. Um, I've already done so much fucking healing, (laughs) so much healing, but healing is a lifelong journey. And I'm not interested in being the coach and mentor who says, oh, I'm all healed. I don't have any more problems. Um, And now I get to heal you because I'm all healed. If anyone says that to you, run. I have healed myself from chronic illness, the five-year dark night of the soul that I went through, um, chronic Lyme. I've healed myself from depression, from uh, disordered eating. I've been through a lot of trauma in my life and I've healed from so, so, so much. I've healed from that and I'm very proud of that. However, is healing a lifelong journey and do I get to become a better and better version of myself as I age by stretching my own growth edges and exploring what's coming up for me and realizing where I'm still blocked and um, challenging myself to expand in that area of my life? Absolutely. So I just felt so called to Kimmy um, and to having this, hopefully this one-on-one experience with her, right? But then um, 
I see this thing that she's hosting called Something More, the Something More experience. And oh my God, I immediately was a full fuck yes. It was in Austin, which is where I live. She also lives in Austin. The sales page was a fuck yes first. And then I approached him. So I bought my ticket, right? I was like, fuck yes, I'm doing this. I'm in. And then I talked to him. And I was like, look, I'm doing this thing. I would love it. And by the way, this is like a, like a mini course on how to approach your partner about things like this. I would love it if you experienced this weekend with me and if we could use this conscious kink immersion as a way to deepen our sexual connection and to explore what's possible for us in the land of kink. Um, he knows that I'm kinky. That was not, that was not news to him. I did not just like drop a bomb on him. He knows. Um, and he's kinky too in his own way. I love it. I love, I fucking love his kink. Um, he doesn't have a specific kink or anything. He's just like, I'm not going to talk about his experience. I'm going to talk about my experience, but he's, he's amazing. And we're both, we're both kinky. Um, me so more than him though. So I was the one who was sort of leading this, this change, right? This, this, um, as, as I often do, every big transition in our life has usually been sparked by my desire. And it has always led us into the most beautiful places. Literally, my track record of following my intuition is almost perfect. I'd say I have like a 99% hit rate. Um, 1% of the time, I'm like, oh, that was a lesson. That was a lesson. Uh, But 99% of the time, my intuition is pretty fucking spot on. And my intuition said, fuck yes to this. And my intuition said, fuck yes to Charlie joining me in this experience. If, and that's a big if, it was a fuck yes for him in a way that didn't even have to do with me. Maybe some of it had to do with me because like he loves me and wants to experience things with me, but I didn't want all of his fuck yes to be dependent on whether or not I was going. It was really important to me that he said yes from a place of genuine turn-on excitement and alignment from his own body, heart, and psyche. Um, I'm not interested in, you know, manipulating or trying to convince my, my partner, my husband to do something just because I'm doing it. We are both our own people with our own interests. And we have a fucking hot and sexy marriage and we love doing things together as well. But I wanted him to make that sovereign decision for himself. So in his own timing, he said yes a couple of days after I did. And let me just dive right into what the fuck happened. That's enough of a lead up, right? Um, so we go into night one um, as this monogamous sexy, hot, married couple. (laughs) I made sure that I dressed in something erotic and sexy that night just to like get in the mood. I was wearing this beautiful um, bodycon dress with beige and black lace. And then I was wearing these like black thigh high stockings um, and boots. And um, I don't remember what my husband was wearing, (laughs) something sexy. And we go to this... um, you know, the, the, the information that was given to us was like the theme of each day. So there was Thursday night, Friday day, all day, like all day, every day, Saturday, all day. Um, and then Sunday all day. So our Sunday was a half day, I believe. So, um, and there was also a play party on 
Saturday night, which I will get to in a hot second. So um, we were given the address and um, we were told to not drive there, to not park in front of the house um, and to take an Uber there. So already we're like, okay, this is hot. Um, And my husband, you know, he calls a luxury Uber car, like the Uber Black X. And um, immediately I'm turned on because I love me some luxury and some clean experiences with like a driver who's super professional. And I'm in my little outfit and he's in his and we go to this house, literally having no idea what we're walking into. All we know is that it was a fuck yes from my heart, my pussy, my entire body. And it was a fuck yes from him as well. So we just trusted that. Um, and I'm so glad that we did because it turned out to be the most erotic experience we've ever had as a married couple, probably well, top, top three, top three for sure. Um, so we go in and it's a room full of beautiful people. It's a room full of beautiful adults, um, who don't seem crazy. They're not, you know, like, like I mentioned at other kink things it's just been messy like and I love me some messiness but I'm talking about um leaky it's been leaky at other kink events that I've been to immediately I walk into this house this like mansion basically um this big house and the energy is so pristine like the lights are low and the music is sexy and people are you know talking to each other um with dim lighting and you know, there was a bunch of like successful people there, successful um, Austin entrepreneurs and also people who just had normal jobs and, you know, just were doing their thing. Like maybe, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know if there was another, if there was another coach there. Maybe there was like one other coach there. I, I joke about this because in Austin, I just feel like there's so many coaches, um, but it was just, regular people like a diverse I mean not regular because we're all pretty fucking weird right but it's a diverse collection of people who were beautiful and just awesome immediately I you know just felt really safe there and we all sit down and we see Kimmy who is this tall like fellow 5'11 queen 5 foot 11 inch queen um just like me and she's this this tall, beautiful woman in this black dress and these like, you know, I, I'm surprised that she's not a Scorpio rising um, as myself because a lot of the times Scorpio rising have, have uh, women have these like penetrating eyes. Her, she's not, she's not a Scorpio rising, but she's a Leo rising, I believe. I don't know. I asked her that like a couple of days ago because I was like, I'm just curious. Um because uh, I love astrology. Anyway, her eyes were fucking my soul immediately. Her eyes were penetrating into the depths of my heart, um, into the depths of Charlie. And she just owned the room. Like she, ugh, like this is what I teach on with the dark feminine, you guys. You don't have to say a word and you immediately command the room. You command the room with your energy. You draw in attention with your energy and your embodiment. This is an art and a practice that I teach inside of my business. This is what I do with my clients. And I was seeing this woman do it so masterfully. She was a master, or shall I say a mistress? She was a mistress. Um, and her leadership was just so firm and sexy. And on night one, she just gave us a beautiful opening speech about what to expect, what's going to come up over the next few days. 
some of the hard stuff that might come up, some of the awesome, sexy stuff that might come up, boundaries, consent, um, her expectations, um, her intention. And she was also like, and by the way, at some point in this weekend, I'm going to fuck up. At some point, you know, I'm going to say something that triggers one of you. Um, and just as a fellow space holder, I just was like, yes, this is my kind of woman. Please, like vulnerable leadership for all. Do not put your leaders and your mentors and your coaches and your space holders on a fucking pedestal. We are human. We are working in the depths. We are doing um, work in the areas of healing and sexuality and like trauma and embodiment and, you know, the subconscious, like stuff is going to come up and we're going to say something that triggers you at some point. Um, I've triggered clients so many times. And what I ask is like, first of all, don't put me on a pedestal, right? Kimmy embodied this so beautifully. And then second of all, talk to me about it. I'm so here for you. If I ever trigger you, um, please come to me and we will talk about it. That's like my boundary. (laughs) My boundary is that if I am ever uh, triggering to a client that they talk to me about it, if something comes up for them that maybe has nothing to do with me, but it just comes up for them. If emotional stuff comes up, then, you know, come to me anyway. So I see Kimmy just own the space so beautifully. Like she's done this a million and one times, which I think she has. And, um, she has this team of like, seven angels, just seven gorgeous angels, a mix of men and women. And they are people who have been immersed in her world for a while. They've learned from her before. They've gone through her teachings themselves and they are her support team, which also I was like, uh, hashtag goals. Holy shit. Oh my God. To be a woman holding such a powerful space with a team of seven, maybe it wasn't seven, maybe it was five. I'm not sure. It was like five to seven angels. Um, with a team of five to seven angels who are there to support you and to help support the people in the container, next level. I felt so safe. I felt um, just really safe um, immediately. And I also felt like, oh, also, this is like a little unsafe. Like, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, we have no fucking idea what's going to happen. So it was the perfect combination of feeling safe, held, and seen, and then also challenged, activated, and like a little bit unsafe in like a really sexy way. So we go around the room and, you know, we start, we introduce ourselves, and then we say, she has us repeat a bunch of kinky phrases. Like, I don't fucking know. It was like, um, I like it when I call you daddy or something. It was, it was, it was just special kinky phrases to like break the ice. And I laughed like the whole time because I'm, <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> I just, I giggle when I say daddy, it has that energy for me. Um, you know, not like father, but daddy, <laughs> daddy. So yeah, we all broke the ice. We were laughing. We were turned on. Um, And then we move on to a partner exercise. So Charlie and I start out um, as partners and, you know, like I said, we're super monogamous. And so we were expecting that the whole weekend was going to be partner work with just one partner, which it was for the most part, except for this next piece, um, which I was really triggered by, which I'll, you know, bring that up in a second, which I fucking addressed and took care of like a grown up instead of just, you know, leaving and never coming back. Um, But anyway, so we, we were holding each other's hands, Charlie and I. And we were instructed to ask our partner, what do you want to do to me? And then the partner would respond. 
And then, you know, it could be something sexual. It could be, oh, I just want to give you a hug. It could be um, um, so many things under the face of the sun. You know, it was just, it's, it, was a, it was a practice to help everyone just feel each other in the group. Um, and then the other partner said, um, what do you want me to do to you? Or something like, I, I, maybe I'm messing it up. But yeah, what do you want me to do to you? Um, I don't know. I forget, but it was some combination of those questions while holding hands. Um, so, so at first it was Charlie and I, and we're like, oh, this is so hot. And then she was like, okay, now switch partners. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, immediately triggered. Immediately I'm holding hands with some random person. He's holding hands with another woman. Uh, my whole body contracted, my entire nervous system shut down. And I was just like, absolutely the fuck not. Um, I just wouldn't have, you know, I, 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 I did not like it at all. And I told her that, um, and she handled it so beautifully and I will get to that in a fucking second. So pause, um, rewind, rewind, rewind. Before we went into the night, Charlie and I discussed what our boundaries are. Right. And I thought of many, I thought of as many boundaries as I possibly could. Um, in terms of like what felt true for me, not as many boundaries as I possibly could, but I thought of all of the boundaries that I could locate in my body at the time. I did not foresee like, like a a partner work in terms of like going to a different partner. I didn't know, I did not know that that would be a part of the, um, evening. So I didn't think to say that as a boundary. Um, but what I did say as a boundary was, um, Okay, so we're about to walk into a space where at some point there's going to be like naked people. I don't know on what day. I don't fucking know what part of the night. But at some point, like we're going to see some titties. It's going to happen. This is a conscious sexuality retreat. Um, And Charlie, I am really not comfortable with you looking at another woman's tatas. If you want to look at some titties, you know, look at mine right now. We're at home. We're in bed. We're talking about boundaries. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just, I didn't want him to be looking at anyone else's titties. And that was like boundary number one. That's like the first thing that I could think of. And I made a big deal about it too. I was like, if I see you, if I, and Charlie's the most faithful, respectful, monogamous hot husband in the fucking world. So I have no reason to like be intense about it, but I still was intense about it. And I was like, if I see you even take a peek at another woman's, um, naked body, I will flip a shit. Like I'll get really angry where, you know, we're going to have to go to like a therapy session. It's going to be a whole thing. Um, and I made a really big deal about it. Um, but what, and he was like, yep, no problem. Absolutely. You got it, babe. But what I didn't foresee was saying that, um, like, don't hold hands with another woman because I just didn't know that that would be like a part of the practice at any point of the weekend. So boundary was crossed. I didn't know it was there. Right. And um, we um, and for the sake of the story continuing on in like a clear, coherent way, I'm going to skip to the next part, which was me pulling Charlie aside and being like, okay, that didn't feel good for me. Did that feel good for you? And he was like, no, I I didn't. Of course, nothing sexual was said to our other partners. Um, It was very PG because we're, again, fiercely monogamous. But 
that's still fucking weird to like have your husband ask if you're monogamous, ask another uh, person, you know, like, what do you want me to do to you? I'm like, ugh, no, he's mine. He's my man. Everyone back the fuck off. Um, and I just, I was a full body no for that. And I didn't want to interact with other men either. I was just like, ugh. So we talked about it. We didn't like it. And we addressed it. Um, we're like, let's talk about this. We didn't have a lot of time um, because then the next part of the night was already coming up. But like, let's talk about this later. And also for the rest of the weekend, when it's partner work, it's just you and me. And that's our boundary. And I'm sure that Kimmy's okay with it. We're going to talk to her about it. And she was okay with it, by the way. She was more than okay with it. She was amazing. Um, but yeah, that was a boundary that I didn't know that I had, right? So, um, and he didn't know that he had it either. But then it's like, okay, clear boundary. No, no intimacy exercises with other people. Absolutely not. So the next part of the night commences. My my shackles are up. My hackles are up. Like a, I'm thinking of a wolf with their fur like turned up on the on their back. Like I, I was kind of spiky at that point. Um just from that one experience. And, um, but then I was like, okay, like let's move on to the next experience. So her angels line us up against this beautiful staircase (sighs) and candles are lit and the lights go dim and we're being set up for something really sacred. We're about to witness something beautiful, something sexy, something healing, something special. The angels go and pass around black masks. We all wear the black masks, the eye masks. It's like a little masquerade ball mask, not the mask over your mouth. (laughs) Fuck those masks. Um, But like a sexy mask over your eyes. We all put them on. It was giving like eyes wide shut, but way better because eyes wide shut was like side note. That that was a hard pass for me because it was so dark. (laughs) Hard pass. But, um, the part of that movie that I did like was, um, like the wear, like the sexy masks. I was like, this is hot. So anyway, we wear the masks and <sighs> Angel by Massive Attack starts playing, which is my fucking song. It's my favorite song. It's Charlie and I's sex song. It's my erotic exploration song. It's my erotic blueprint song. It's, it's my song. And so that for me was just God winking at me being like, like, you know, you're in the right place, you naughty little girl. So I, um, and yes, I did say that. And if you have problems with me talking about the universe and the divine in a sexual way, then get the fuck off this podcast. And also don't live from your trauma, live from your turn on. That is what Kimmy Inch said over and over. I love how I'm saying her whole name. Um, it's just the name that rolls off the tongue. She said that over and over again during the weekend, which I love so much. And I agree with it. Don't live from your trauma, live from your fucking turn on. Also, we're all adults. So let's just calm down. So I was being, you know, winked at by God, um, you know, with that song. And we all become very quiet. And um, Kimmy walks out into the aisle that we formed with our bodies lining up the stairs. She lines up in the center of us. She walks forward. She's wearing this gorgeous dress still, but she's in a different mode now. Now she's in dominatrix mode, just hot. And she was leading this beautiful woman um, with a leash, actually. She was wearing a collar. 
I believe, and a leash. Maybe my memory is just making this up. She was leading her with something. I'm pretty fucking sure it was a leash, but it was like a luxury leash. It was like a silk leash or a leather leash or something. Um, and gently guiding her up the stairs. So we go upstairs and it is so sexy upstairs. And there is this like spanking bench and a few other BDSM furniture pieces that I don't know the name of, but it was just hot. It was hot. And by the time I got upstairs, the woman that Kimmy was leading is now in complete submission in child's pose um, in front of Kimmy. And she's wearing this silk kimono. And immediately my nervous system was at a complete, uh, at a place of complete ease because I exhaled for this woman. I felt this woman. I knew this woman, even though I didn't know her. I knew her in that moment. I understand what it is like to trust someone so much that you lay at their knees. You lay at their feet. You get on your knees and you put your head down in child's pose. And just have full faith that you will be led by this person. I've had similar experiences with my husband. And it's beautiful. That is a beautiful, beautiful relationship, no matter what form it takes. And it's also a beautiful moment for a woman to release control. So she's in child's pose. Kimmy instructs her to get up. She gets up. And she takes off her robe. Before she takes off her robe, she says, Okay, so what does this robe represent to you? And the woman says, My doubt or my shame or my fear. I forget what it was. It was some wound of hers, um, a wound that, you know, we all have. And the kimono was dropped, and there was an energetic lightness in the room in that moment, like something, something was lifted. And I felt it. It was like a mini healing, mini healing moment just with the kimono being dropped. And then she gets on the bench and Kimmy proceeds to demonstrate for us what a conscious kink session looks like. And Kimmy is checking in with her every step of the way. She has full attunement to how she is doing. Um, you know, she spanks her a few times. She makes sure that it wasn't too hard or too light, but in a really sexy way. She checks in, like, how much did that hurt on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, but let me rewind a little bit. With the first spank, um, or maybe it was the first flog. I don't remember. Yeah, it was the first flog, actually. Okay, so no rewind. Just kidding. So she's spanking her. It's beautiful. I feel aroused. I'm like, this is so hot. Like, it was so fucking sexy, you guys. We were, like, in... Oh my God, we like the room was dark and red and black and like dimly lit with candles and like the fucking song Angel by Massive Attack and just the fucking like, oh my God, I've never seen something so sexy. It was just so hot and also so healing and sacred at the same time, which is so important to me. Um, and you could just tell that this woman was fully consenting, fully like she's done this with Kimmy hundreds of times fully um safe with Kimmy you know they talked about this beforehand so we felt safe because she felt safe and you can feel when the person across from you feels safe or unsafe right so there's a few spankings and then Kimmy 
um, gets out her flogger, I believe. And I'm repeating this from my memory. So it might have been a different tool. It might have been um, a paddle. I'm not sure. It was some tool. Um, I was really like overwhelmed. So I like feel like I lost track of some of the more specific details, but it was a BDSM tool. For the sake of storytelling, let's say it was a whip, um, but like a gentle whip. And I was sort of like spacing out for a moment. And some of the wounds, some of my wounds came to my surface. Like um, um, it was something about my body. I was, because I was sitting watching this ceremony and my back started hurting because uh, it had been a long night at that point. And what came up for me was, oh man, like my body is hurting. Am I going to, and it was just this old thought pattern of, you know, because of my history with chronic illness and chronic pain, um, and healing myself from chronic Lyme, um, that's still like a thought pattern in my brain that sometimes I get sucked into, which is like, is my body going to be okay? Is, is this too much for my body? Which is an old belief. It is no longer applicable. I am healthy. Yes, I need to rest more than the average person, but that's just because I'm feminine as fuck and I have a highly sensitive nervous system. I need to check in with my body all the time. But in terms of like being able to handle things, like I know what I'm able to handle. Um, and I'm able to handle a lot and I'm very strong when my body says, no, I don't do it. Right. But my body was saying yes, but my back was hurting. So all this stuff was coming up for me around, oh man, like, is my body going to be okay? And then in the middle of my fucking like mini mental neurosis moment, bam, so clear the sound of leather against skin and my entire inner monologue went completely silent. Like, silence. And then it was just my breath and their breath and the breath of everyone around me. And it was just the sound of Kimmy and her leather slapping this woman with the leather against her skin. And the woman's moans. And that's all that existed. That is all that existed. My body relaxed. My nervous system relaxed. I was in a hypnotic state at this point. <sighs> and um, then she gets up. You know, Kimmy instructs her to get up. And she's wearing this, this bra, right? She's not naked. She's wearing this bra and these, like, this beautiful lingerie underwear garter situation just gorgeous and um we're forming a circle around her and a large circle with lots of space and she turns towards um so basically how it was set up was like imagine so it was Kimmy behind this woman and then this woman was facing where me and Charlie were at in the circle so I, we got like a front row view <laughs> to the front of her body right and I say this for a reason and I was kneeling at Charlie's feet and Char like I was on the floor because I like sitting on the floor and Charlie was standing up behind me. So I couldn't see his face. He couldn't see my face. Um, and then Kimmy says, OK, now we want to see more of you. We're going to take off this bustier. We're going to take off this bra. And immediately I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> immediately I was like okay so my husband's gonna see some titties and he's not gonna have a choice like he's just gonna see titties and even though I asked him not to um but I released control in that moment I was like it's happening let's see what happens so 
she's like, what is this bustier? What does this bra represent for you? And it was one more thing. Like it represents my past or something like that. It represents my, um, lack of confidence or some, it was, it was a wound that she was releasing in that moment. So beautiful. She drops the bra, the bustier, and she's completely topless in front of us. And I loved it. I loved it. It was so sacred. It was so healing. It was so sexy. I did not give a care in the world that my husband was seeing this woman's naked body. It actually felt erotic that my husband was seeing this woman's naked body. I was so turned on. I was getting wet. I was getting aroused. I was just really, really like, oh, I was so alive in that moment. Like a beautiful, surrendered woman was essentially like naked in front of us and neither of us were no one was touching her except for Kimmy we were just witnessing her healing her sexual healing and it was beautiful and hot and the next thing that she does is she Kimmy leads her to um this I don't know how to explain it it's like this wall with these like handcuffs and your your hands are tied up I don't know how to explain it but essentially your entire body is exposed um and your hands are tied up above your head. And of course, you know, it was all consensual. This is something that they agreed to beforehand. And um, she goes, okay, now everyone in the room, say what you see in this woman. And all of us, I think I was the first one to say something. I just said brave. And then other people said beautiful. Other people said strong, powerful. And all of these reflections were being given to her and I was actually emotional in this moment I started tearing up and she started crying and it was just this beautiful healing of her being completely exposed in a room full of strangers while also completely safe and being showered with love like what a moment and then after that Kimmy leads her into the bedroom um, for some downtime aftercare she lays down on the bed and, you know, her blindfold is still on. She has no idea what's happening. Like, she doesn't see anyone in the room. Kimmy asks me to hold her hand. She also asks three other people so that each person is holding one of her hands and one of her feet and just giving her really grounding, loving touch. Kimmy is fully attuned to her body and her energy. And she just, like, holds her in this um, coming down process and this beautiful aftercare process. And in holding her hand, I felt so much love for her. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a healer too. I've been a healer for years. I, 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 I'm extremely empathic as well. So I felt, I, I, I understood the process of the healing that she just went through. Like mechanically, I understood what happened, but I also felt it and I was so moved and I was just, you know, tearing up and, and holding this woman's hand and stroking her finger. Like I, I do this thing when I'm holding hands with someone that I love, I rub my thumb uh, back and forth against the surface of their skin as I'm holding their hand. Um, and I found myself doing that with her. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even know this woman. But I was rubbing my thumb against her against her hand and um, sending her so much love. And it was so beautiful. So uh, that I'm going to bring that to a close. That was like a close for night one. Charlie and I, um, we leave and we go for a little walk. And the first thing Charlie says is like, are you okay? Like he's visibly stressed. He is sweating. He's sweat through his shirt. He is stressed as fuck. 
And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm fine. That was so sexy. Like, what's up? And he was like, okay, oh my God, I was having a panic attack the entire time. And I was like, oh fuck, because of me. He's like, yeah, you told me that if I looked at another woman's breasts, then we would have to like talk about it in therapy that you'd be so mad. And I was like, oh shit, I did say that. I completely forgot. Babe, for the rest of the weekend, you're good. You can look at other women's breasts. I'm so sorry that I set that boundary and then changed my mind later. I'm going to give myself a lot of permission to do that this weekend because we're exploring new things together. However, in that moment, I noticed that it was actually really hot for you to see this woman's naked body. There's no way that you could have looked away in that moment. Literally, like it was her in front of us. Like the only way that he could have not seen was if he closed his eyes the entire time, which honestly would have been a real shame because it was such a beautiful thing to witness. Um, And it was also like such a sacred space. Like, and the healing was that we were witnessing her. So he would have opted out from the healing, which would have been really sad. So I'm glad that he um, did not just like run out of the room or whatever. We, um, we both witnessed this thing take place, but unfortunately I had this really like orgasmic, beautiful experience watching this woman and he was having a panic attack. Um, because like not an actual panic attack, but just, you know, um, just very stressed, like seven out of 10 stressed, um, because I'm the most sacred thing in the world to him. Our marriage is the most valuable thing in the world to him. He would not do anything to sacrifice it or hurt it or put it at risk ever. And honestly, in that moment, he was like, babe, I don't know about this retreat. Like, I think that, um, I think that we're going to have to bounce. (laughs) Like, I think that, I think that it's a real risk. I, I'm so glad that you felt in that moment, like, aroused and turned on and that it was this beautiful sacred experience for you um but I'm afraid of like what other things could come up this weekend of just new boundaries that you didn't know about or old boundaries that aren't boundaries anymore like what just happened because both happened in night one there was a boundary that was crossed that I didn't even know about like okay you know don't do an exercise with another woman even if it's just talking to each other um, you know, no holding hands with someone else. Like I didn't even know to mention that because I didn't think that that'd be a part of it. And, um, and then also, you know, I told him a clear boundary of do not look at another woman's breasts. And he looked at another woman's titties and it was beautiful. And I was really fucking turned on uh, by the fact that my husband was witnessing this with me. It was hot. It was so hot. And he was just like, I feel so unsafe because, you know, this was your desire that led us here, but like our marriage is number one. Like I would never do anything to put our marriage at risk. And I'm concerned that we're going to leave this weekend with like a net negative. Like it's going to be, it's going to bring up stuff and then we're going to have to work through it and da da da. And I was just like, okay, okay. I hear you. I hear you, babe. And I honor you. So like, first of all, if you want to opt out, you can opt out. And if you want me to opt out as your wife, then I will opt out as well. However, um, here's the thing. Stuff is going to come up. Stuff is going to come up no matter what, because stuff comes up in relationships. And this is literally a relationship um, retreat for us at least. And then also stuff comes up in sexuality and this is a sexuality retreat. And then also stuff really comes up in kink and this is a kink retreat. So like, duh, stuff is going to come up. And every time something comes up, we're going to talk about it. 
And every time we talk about it, we're going to grow closer as husband and wife. And I have so much trust in our communication. Like Charlie and I have 10 out of 10 communication skills. Um, Does that mean that we never fight? No, sometimes we fight. Does that mean that like we're, you know, we never mess up or say the wrong thing? No, absolutely. But what we do do and what we're actually extraordinary at, like, haha, do do. (laughs) What we're actually extraordinary at is um, articulating our feelings moment to moment and empathizing with what the other person must be feeling and then coming to some sort of a solution. So we are great at conflict resolution and we are amazing at open, authentic communication, honest communication, um, vulnerable communication. So good at it. (laughs) Not to brag, but brag. Um, So I trust, I trust our communication, babe. And I trust our marriage. I trust us, you know, and, and if we have to leave right now, then we leave. However, I trust my desire. My desire led us here for a reason. My desire led us here to open up an entire new door in our lives, a new chapter in our lives that is sexier, richer, more luxurious, more aligned, more authentic, more colorful, like than ever before, than any other chapter of our life than we've experienced, either apart or together. That's like the level of rightness that I feel about this in my body for us to be here this weekend. Um, and... I trust that. I trust my yes. I trust the aliveness. And the aliveness led us here. The desire led us here. And I also know that I'm probably going to change my mind a bunch of times throughout the weekend about like what's, what's uh, a boundary and what's not a boundary. Because when you go into a brand new situation, things will come up that you didn't even foresee would come up. When you grow, life will give you challenges that you don't even fucking know how to deal with or how you feel about them because you've never been through them before. This is the part of like self-discovery that never ends. As long as you're on a journey of growth, you're always going to be refining who you are, right? You're always going to be changing. So you have to give yourself a little room, a little wiggle room to do um, check-ins with yourself and see like, how is this feeling? Huh? Okay, cool. I used to love going to the bar. Now I fucking hate it. Awesome. Check mark. Don't like bars. (laughs) Like, oh, amazing. You know, this group of people used to feel really good for me to hang around and now it feels like shit. Check mark. Great. Um, oh my God, I used to be an introvert. I'm still an introvert, but like now I have a really beautiful group of friends who love and know me and I actually need that in my life and I don't know how I ever lived without it. Check mark. Like as you grow, things will change. And in sacred union, it is your responsibility to keep your updated, to keep your partner updated on a moment to moment basis in terms of what's changing in your relationship. And also what's changing with you, maybe not moment to moment, but like regularly check in in terms of, you know, what's true for you right now? Who are you becoming? Um, and that is how you grow together. <laughs> that is how you grow both alongside each other and with each other over the course of a lifetime. Okay. So with that, obviously, Charlie and I decided to stay for the rest of the weekend as long as the boundary was set that we would only do partner work with each other and that we would only touch each other. 
um, anywhere on the body. <laughs> We'd only do that with each other. Um, and, you know, we were on a walk at night just outside of the house that we were in during, during this um, conversation. And I was like, you know what? Let's talk to Kimmy. Let's go back and see if this will fly. Let's go back and see if she'll be fine with it. I'm sure she will be. And Charlie was like, okay, yeah, if she says that that's an okay boundary for us to uphold, then I'm 100% comfortable and down to just do this weekend with you. I, I trust you. And so we walked back and I knocked on the door and we like sat outside for like three minutes because they were like, you know, at that point, the fucking night had been over for like half an hour. And so we like came back, like knocked on the door. And, you know, this man answered and he was like, hello. Like, and we're like, hi, um, we have a question about going forward, da, da, da. And Kimmy swooped in and she was like, oh, my gosh, my two tall, my two tall couple people. Hello, let's talk. And we sat down and she like held my hand and I just told her what was coming up and what our boundary is for the weekend and if that's going to be okay. And she was like, absolutely. First of all, she made us feel so seen, so celebrated in our monogamy, so just like fuck yes to us being there. And she was like, of course, oh my God. First of all, for the rest of the weekend, the rest of the exercises are partner work only, like just staying with the same partner um, or doing things on your own. So of course, that's going to be totally okay. And I totally respect that. And thank you so much for bringing that to me. Like always bring stuff to me. This is your weekend. You know, I'm here to make sure that this is a great experience for you. And I never want you to do anything that you don't feel comfortable with. And you know, it would have been so sad if you had just left and thank you for talking to me about it. You're so brave. And she just made us feel so good and so seen and so just like turned on by the whole fucking exchange. Just the fact that we were there, turn on. So yay. Um, we felt so good about it and it was just amazing. And day two was about the erotic blueprints. It was a whole day on really, um, exploring each erotic blueprint and learning how to interact with our partner um, based on what their erotic blueprint is. And we did really beautiful exercises for each one. (sighs) And that was so sexy to do with Charlie. We did the energetic exercise. (laughs) You guys, this conversation, this one-way conversation is so long and juicy that I literally had to take a break and now I'm in bed. So the rest of this uh, podcast episode will be in my black silk kimono bed. So let's just see what it is. <sighs> okay. So, um, erotic blueprints. We're almost done, but also like, this is such a good conversation. It could be going on for two hours. It won't be, but anyway, I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> like Loki telling you everything. So almost everything, not everything. So um, we do the exercise for each erotic blueprint and the energetic exercise was um, uh, this whole day was led by um, one of Kimmy's peers. I believe her name is Camille. She was phenomenal, um, really going into an in-depth explanation of each erotic blueprint and doing an exercise for each of them. And, um, you know, we did the energetic exercise and that consisted of standing across from Charlie, you know, and everyone was doing this in their own little space of the house, standing across from Charlie, sending him so much love, sending him all of my energy out of my heart and like penetrating it into his space. 
and then receiving that same thing from Charlie. And we both cried (laughs) on both ends because it was so beautiful. And because we got to, like, I, so I'll just talk about my experience in that. So when Charlie looked at me and was sending all of his energy to me, oh my God, I felt so emotional because I felt the certainty in his love. I felt the, I'm never going anywhere in his love. I felt the unshakableness of his love. I felt his unwavering presence and attention directly on me. I felt like I was taking a bath in his love. And I cried because it was just, it was so um, beautiful to have that unbroken attention, right? I mean, even even on our wedding day, um, and that, this is another podcast episode, the wedding was the most beautiful day of my life um, so far. It was the best day of our life so far. And, um, you know, even when we were saying our vows, there was just a lot, there's a lot of stimulation during the wedding in terms of like, just like a lot of, oh my God, so much is going on. And, you know, at our first look, he saw me and he cried and Charlie never cries you guys like I've seen him cry maybe four times like he's just not a super emotional man I'm very emotional he's more holding like the masculine stability um holding all of my feminine waves but he cried when he saw me and we had this gorgeous tender moment alone and just the two of us and it was so beautiful um and it was everything I wanted and more. And it was just so beautiful to see him so emotional and so focused on me. And then when we were in front of everyone else during the actual ceremony and I walked down the aisle, um, he did not cry when I walked down the aisle. And my ego was like, fuck, like I wanted him to cry when he saw me walk down the aisle. Like, oh my God. I wanted him to cry. He did not cry because he feels a little bit uncomfortable in front of other people. He he feels uncomfortable expressing his emotions in front of other people besides me. Like in front of me, it's fine. <laughs> but in front of other people, it's a lot. So he didn't cry. And then during our vows, he um sort of like it was the most beautiful vows I've ever heard in my life. Gorgeous. But there were a couple of times where he um broke eye contact, which is, you know, totally fine but in the moment I was just like I want him to hold my I'm really intense about presence like I want him to hold my eye contact the entire time um and of course you know for the most part he held my eyes my 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 gaze during our vows and it was so beautiful but my point is is that in this energetic exercise I got to experience 100% unbroken eye contact for a long period of time with his love being poured at me and we both had this experience where we thought of our what like it felt like a wedding like it felt like we were getting married again actually because it was this sacred exchange of love and after the practice he was like wow I thought of you and you look even more beautiful than you did on our wedding day which I didn't even know could be possible and I was wearing like this (laughs) this like black silk kinky angel outfit um but he was like you look so beautiful 
So that was super healing. And then after that, we did um, like this beautiful sensual practice. Um, and we just went through each um, erotic blueprint and it was so healing. And, you know, it was just a beautiful, beautiful growth experience for, for Charlie and I. So um, that was that. In the sake of time, um, we are going to fast forward <laughs> Because uh, the whole weekend was fucking juicy, by the way. 10 out of 10 recommend Kimmy Inch. 10 out of 10 recommend going to her event called Something More if you want to be reborn to your next level of erotic expression and the sexiest version of your life possible. <laughs> like for real. And I um, take my recommendations very seriously. <laughs> not to be a bitch. I mean, not to not to be a, a... I don't know what the fuck it's called. But like, yes, I am that bitch. I um, have very high standards and, um, I do not recommend things that fall below those standards, but Kimmy exceeded my expectations, standards in every possible way. And she was just a fucking queen and I'm in awe of her and it was the best weekend ever. And my husband and I had such a beautiful time. And by the way, if you're in a monogamous relationship or marriage, um, this would also be a great way to explore kink because I know that in some other communities, uh, kink communities, there might be a little bit of like weirdness around um, feeling like like you're monogamous, you're around all these people who are poly and like da da da. But um, my husband and I didn't feel that at all. I think we were actually the only monogamous couple in the room. Um, the rest of the people were either single or poly or open. Um, but we felt so accepted and so adored and just seen and like witnessed and welcomed. And, um, we were just, oh my God, we, we, there was zero weirdness. There was zero, there was a lot of weirdness, but in terms of kinky weirdness, but there was zero weirdness around us being monogamous and it was totally respected and we felt super included in like the whole weekend and it was just, it was amazing. So um okay so (laughs) on to the juiciest part of the podcast this is the part of the podcast where um if you are somehow one of my family members I have instructed you before to not listen to this podcast (laughs) I have instructed you to not listen to my podcast in general or look at my Instagram because I have boundaries around family and work um but if you somehow snuck in I kindly ask for you to please leave now. You (laughs) will not like what's coming next. And um, also, if you are a person who does not like to hear extremely sexy stories um, because you're boring, (laughs) because you're a little boring. No, I'm just kidding. Or maybe you're like, you just don't like it. That's totally fine. And you're a queen and you can leave and hold that sacred note for yourself. So for the rest of my kinky freaks who absolutely want to hear about the play party, where I will go into um, exquisite detail, stay tuned, my loves, because we're about to enter that part of the podcast right fucking now. Okay. So before the play party even began, Kimmy really set the container in such a beautiful way. She taught extensively on consent. She taught extensively on attunement, attuning to other people's energy. She taught extensively on boundaries. Um, And I felt just so fucking safe. And 
just game. And the thing is, is that when someone sets a really safe, clean container, you are safe to unravel and unfold and let go, which is essential to your pleasure. So that's basically what happened. Um, so, okay. Going into the play party, I, um, again, the retreat was in Austin. My husband and I live in Austin. So it wasn't like a sleepover event. You know, you don't stay at the house that night. You go home each night. Um, so my husband and I were at home getting ready for the play party and we were so excited and we were like, oh my God, cause we've never been to a play party before. We had no idea what to expect. We of course talked about boundaries. We would only play with each other. Duh. Um, and we went over our yeses and our noes, but we also like had no idea what to expect. We had no idea what was going to happen. And keep in mind, all weekend so far, I had been wearing um, very Violet-esque outfits. If you know me and my work, you know that a huge chunk of my work is dedicated to um, the dark feminine, which is inspired by my deep, dark, and holy feminine alter ego named Violet. She was the one who birthed her alchemy, my business, out into the world. Um, and the whole weekend, I had been wearing Violet outfits, so like black and purple and lace and like sexy and like mm, dark and yummy um and I was getting ready for the play party and I was like okay like you know I'm gonna wear like um mm, like a black like lingerie da 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 and something in me just did not feel right in it and I was like huh this is weird this is not a not the time to not feel sexy going into a play party and it's not that I didn't feel sexy I just didn't like how the black was like feeling on me at that point in the weekend I don't know why well, now I do know why, but in the moment I was like, I don't know if I know what's going on. So I went into my closet. I went to the, the part of my closet that is the lingerie section. Yes, I have an entire section in my walk-in closet dedicated to lingerie and sexy wear. And I sort of just let my body and my pussy decide of, and my heart. Yeah, my heart. She decided what I wanted to wear that night. And I chose, um, an all white lace, um, like little chemise, like a little, what is it called? It's like a, it's just a little dress. It's like a little baby doll dress, sort of. Um, not a baby doll dress, but it's like a, I don't know how to explain it, but like a short silk white dress with a lace top. So the top was see-through and you could see my nipples and, um, I was not wearing any underwear and that was it. I put that on and I was like, I had never felt more beautiful. I felt so beautiful and I felt um, really emotional because in that moment I understood why this was the only outfit that I wanted to wear. And that's because I wanted to merge my beautiful, innocent light and my sexy, ravenous darkness. I wanted to step into a space of conscious, dark exploration in my innocence, completely unshielded, which I have never been able to do before. Um, but the thing is, is that because I trusted Kimmy so deeply at that point, because I trusted the people who were there, because I trusted the container and the support available there, like her, all of her angels, and most importantly, I trusted the safety of my husband right next to me at this play party, this big, strong, 
man, this masculine presence who knows, yes, what a dark and sexy vixen I am, but also there's a part of me that is literally a soft, innocent flower and needs to be protected. And I own that fully. That is the least feminine, feminist thing about me. I am a feminist in many ways, but um, I am unapologetic in that because my heart is so open, because I had a five-year-long Dark Night of the Soul healing journey um, where I was just stripped so raw <laughs> and because, um, yeah, I'm just like super empathic and sensitive, um, I do need to be protected. Um, yeah. And that's either by God or by myself with like a little energetic bubble protection practice or um, by, you know, my, my angels and spirit guides or by my husband. And in this moment, it was my husband. And he's so solid. Um, if you know anything about Charlie, he just, he's so non-emotional, but he's also like, very much in his heart at the same time, but like un, he's unswayed by his own emotions because he just doesn't have like super strong emotions. Actually, he has strong emotions on the inside, but he doesn't outwardly express those emotions, right? Um, and then also he's pretty fucking neutral about a lot of things. Like he's curious, he's down, he's open, um, he's open-minded. I mean, he's like intellectual and playful and da-da-da, but he's solid. Like his energy is so solid and um he's just grounded and like I don't fucking I don't know how to explain it he's just my man he's my husband and I felt so safe with him going into this sex party essentially it's called a play party but it's like a sex party um in the most vulnerable state like completely owning my sexuality in this white silk mini dress with completely see-through like top area (laughs) I have purse. I have skirt. <laughs> if you, <laughs> I'm going into TikTok jokes now. Um, okay, with this completely see-through top half of my dress, um, and wearing like no underwear, and I felt just so sexy. Um, and it was really important for me to have that experience walking into a layer of sexy darkness in my light. And walking out unscathed and not just unscathed, but reborn and better than ever and more turned on than ever. And I let pleasure rock me that night, which we'll get into into a second. Um, so in the car on the way there, I realized halfway there that I'm not wearing panties. Like, you know, when you're like just in the moment and you're like, yeah, like, you know, I'm not going to wear panties. It's going to be very hot. Like, it's all being great. We're halfway there and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I I was like, like Charlie and I, we st- I stopped the conversation. I did some internal reflecting. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I am wearing no top, like see-through lace on the titties. Um, on my little perfect little boobs. I love them so much. And then no peonies. Like what? What the fuck? And then, you know, like my inner... um conservative shy girl stepped in and was just mortified by this decision that Violet made for me. And I was like, what the fuck? And um, thank God I was wearing a trench coat. So it was like a long brown leather um, trench coat that I have worn for one of my brand photo shoots before. I love it so much. And I was wearing that um, for the first half of the night. And um, so that allowed me to feel like really safe. 
And at the beginning of the night, Kimmy asks everyone in the room after she goes over consents and boundaries and attunement and all of the things. So we are all feeling juicy and ready to play. She goes, okay, now I want everyone to um, make known their wildest and mildest desire. Their mildest and their wildest. So, you know, with the people who are, who were around us, we shared our mildest desire for the night and then our wildest desire for the night. And Charlie and I were talking to people like we were sitting next to each other, but he was facing right to his right and talking to the people on his right. And I was facing left and talking to the people on my left. I don't know how that happened. It just sort of naturally evolved into us, you know, chatting with some other people who were there in the beginning. And after the practice, we came back together and I was like, well, what was your mildest and wildest? And we like, were so fucking delighted that we both had the same wildest desire, which was to get spanked by Kimmy Inch. Ah. <laughs> and so that started the most erotic night ever. And by the way, on the car ride there, I was like, you know what? You know, I know that we have rules around um no touching, but if Kimmy wants to touch you, um no, like absolutely no genital touch, like absolutely fucking not super monogamous. But if she wants to spank you or give you some sort of a somatic experience, like I'm down for that. And also I want to have that too. So are you okay with that? And Charlie was like, absolutely. Um, and it was just a fuck yes for me. And um, I was also open to kissing a girl that night, you know, um, I, 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 was open to having like a hot makeout sesh with with a girl. I'm bisexual and um that's that's a part of my being that's not um expressed um in the physical 3D right now because I am in a beautiful monogamous marriage with my husband which I would choose literally again and again every day for the rest of my life which I am. <laughs> um And, you know, but it's a part of my sexuality to, you know, want to kiss girls sometimes that didn't happen that night because I didn't see anyone that had that vibe. I didn't, that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't a desire that was alive when we got there, but in the car, I was like, Hey, would it be okay if this happened? And he was like, absolutely. Like I, I would love that for you. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) Didn't happen. But, um, I actually like forgot about that when we got there because that wasn't, what was meant to happen that night what was meant to happen that night was for us to both to get spanked by Kimmy Inch and we did we got our spanked we got our hearts spanked wide the fuck open by this woman by this beautiful sexy dominatrix goals okay so proud of us and um okay so Kimmy at the beginning of the night she was you know once everyone was like all right cool let's go play and like the 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 beginning like check-in was over um, and the play party actually started. Kimmy was talking to a few other people and Charlie within the first like <laughs> within the first like five minutes he was like okay cool let's go ask her <laughs> and I was like Charlie oh my god what the fuck no she's busy she probably like isn't available for that. She probably just wants to take the night off after like a whole weekend of dominatrixing people, of doming people. Um, I don't want to like, you know, expect that. And he was like, we're not expecting it. Like, let's just, but let's ask, like, why the fuck wouldn't we ask? Like, worst thing is that she could say no. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. She can say no. And that makes me feel better because I would never want to pressure someone into doing something that they don't want to do. 
Um, but that was just like my good girl stepping in and being like, no, let's not ask, you know, and he doesn't have a good girl. So he was just like, he's a bad boy. And, you know, deep down, I am a bad girl. Um, and he was just like, let's ask now. And um, I was like, oh my God, okay, this is happening. This is happening. And I was just like swept away by this erotic wave that felt safer to be in than my mind because the erotic wave felt truer because we had already set the boundaries, right? So the boundaries were set. We knew what was not allowed in the erotic wave and we knew what was allowed in the, in the erotic wave. So Charlie grabs my hand and um, Kimmy walks by. She's like, you know, walking by and Charlie stops her. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, it's happening. And Charlie's like, all right, Kimmy, um, we, my, my wife and I would like to, I'm stuttering as I'm repeating the story. My wife and I would like to get spanked by you hard and good. And, um, and I, you know, was just like, and you can say no, of course. And this is just our wildest desire. And like, I was like kind of laying the groundwork for her to feel safe enough to be like, actually, you know what? Like, that's not a yes for me right now. I wanted her to feel like a fuck yes or a fuck no. And like to not do anything that she didn't want to do. Um, but she had the biggest smile on her face and she was like, I'd absolutely love to do that. And Charlie and I looked at each other like we just won the fucking lottery. And we were like, oh my God, okay, amazing. So we walk into this private room. It's just me, Charlie, and Kimmy. And Kimmy, being the conscious queen that she is, she was like, okay, let's just all like attune first. And, you know, and it, the sacred uh, space was set. Like we walked into this room that essentially felt like a portal that was just for the three of us. And we held hands and Kimmy was like, let's attune first to make sure that our nervous systems are calm and that, you know, we're all on the same page. And she checked in with us. She's like, I know that you guys are monogamous. So is this a genuine um, desire that you guys have that does not cross any of your boundaries that were set beforehand? Um, and we looked at each other and like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As long as there's no you know, genital touch, like, please spank our asses, like, go for it. We fucking would love that. Um, and she was just like, okay, okay, cool. And, you know, what are the boundaries and what are, and we just told her our yeses and our nos. And, um, and then she was like, okay, so, ah, Charlie, I would like you to, um, have Megan okay and essentially this is going into a porn now it's not okay it's not a porn it's it's an erotica at this point um there's probably 10 more minutes left in this story but please exit now if you are not willing to hear um like the sexiest night ever okay okay and if you're a naughty little girl stay stay online um so she goes you know I'm Charlie have Megan pull down your pants and I kneel down before my husband and I pull his zipper down. I pull his pants down. And she goes, okay, now take off your shirt. And he sits down to take off his shirt. And she goes, did I say that you could sit down? And I'm like, oh, she is in full dom mode, full dominatrix mode. Let's fucking go. Um, he takes off his shirt. And um, sorry, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm getting flustered. He stands back up because Kimmy didn't fucking say that he could sit down. And he stands up. He takes off his shirt. 
And now she's like, okay, now, Megan, I want you to get on the bed in front of us on all fours. And Charlie, I want you to just stand and watch. And then I go, okay, I'm not wearing underwear. So you are about to see everything beneath this dress. Um, like, do you consent to that? Because not, not, not by like me trying, but just literally if I'm on all fours and I'm wearing this little lingerie dress, then you're going to see everything. Um, is that something that you're comfortable with? And she was like, okay, yes, absolutely. I am I'm like, okay, great. So I get on all fours on the bed and she, um, with the first spank, literally with the first spank, I went into another space. Like I am telling you, it was like getting spanked by both God and the goddess himself, herself. There was like this beautiful blend of like masculine energy and feminine energy, this beautiful energy of dominance that just felt so balanced between the two. It was just so like she was attuned to me, which is a feminine quality. And then she was being dominant. Um, it was just a perfect blend of both like fuck, you know, fuck labels in this moment. But she was just a beautiful synergistic blend of both energies. And she was wearing this, le- this leather glove and the feeling of her leather glove against my ass with each spank like blasted me into another dimension. From the first spank, I was no longer someone who had any inner monologue. I was no longer someone who had any fears. I was no longer someone with any pain. I was no longer someone with any um, doubts. I was just purely surrendered in my feminine sexual energy with full trust that I would be fully taken care of in that moment. And I got there because I knew that I could. I knew that I was safe with her and safe with my husband. And she really, um, like, I went into, you guys, I went into subspace pretty fucking fast. And I've never been there to that level before. Charlie and I play with power dynamics all the time in and out of the bedroom. It's a part of, it's a part of our dynamic. Um, you know, and we swap, we swap roles as well. Um, but, and so I've been in like subspace with, with Charlie, um, obviously, but this was different. It was like, okay, this woman has been a dominatrix for over 20 years. Like something about her dominance just, and the care within her Sphinx just zooted me into another universe. And I just went into the space of like, you can have anything you want. Like I went into the space of you can have whatever you want from me. God, Kimmy, Charlie, this room. I'm so open. Take me. And I was taken. And it literally felt like, you know, I don't do drugs, but I mean, I do shrooms sometimes. (laughs) But besides that, I don't really do drugs. And not that I have anything against it. I'm just like, I feel like I am drugs. Like I go into psychedelic states naturally without drugs. Um, but in high school, I did a lot of drugs and um, it just reminded me of, you know, my high school teenage rebel years where I would do like a, where I would do a line of Coke or I would have, you know, I would do some MDMA. And, um, and again, like these are not activities that I do anymore, but it was, it was in high school and I would just 
like my head would knock back. My eyes would roll back in the back of my head, like immediately, like the neuro chemistry of my brain completely changed since I'm so sensitive. And I just was like, like I was just blasted open. I was taken over. Do you know how fucking good it feels to be taken over? Do you know how fucking good it feels to let go completely and to have another force move you, a force that you trust? So in this moment, it was a force that I trust. It wasn't drugs. It was something better. It was Kimmy. It was something more. It was Kimmy. And with each spank, I just let go of more fucks. Like I, like any fucks that I had left, <laughs> any fucks that I had stored in my body were just zooted out of my body with each spank. Like, bam, don't give a fuck. Like, like it just continual let layers and just letting go. And a big part of it felt like showing up as me fully um, in the outer world. So that was like a big thing. That's a big thing that I'm working on right now is that because I'm a wallflower, because I'm an introvert, yes, I feel comfortable in positions of leadership. I'm a feminine leader, uh, particularly with my clients and in my business. Um, But with the outer world, like I would rather um, not interact in any like hierarchical structure and I would rather just you know watch and just observe and then like write poetry about it um however that's also a block because I have a lot of gifts to give to the world and you know my power actually um can be wielded in like an external way um you know what that's another podcast episode so So basically, I am in subspace. I am on drugs, but completely sober. I don't know who I am anymore except for the purest essence of me. That's all there is, just the purest essence of me and my sexuality. And my, I'm like, this woman is like a stranger is seeing my pussy. Like that has never happened before outside of a Brazilian wax, except now this is a completely different situation. Um, and I felt safe and I felt honored. I felt like my feminine being was honored. Um, my, you know, I was not touched where I didn't want to be touched. I was only touched where I deeply needed to be touched. Like she's that good. She just, she knows yes, by clarifying ahead of time, but she also has like sky high intuition, I feel. Um, and I just really trusted her with my body and with my sexual openness. So I was, you know, in subspace and then she goes, okay, now Megan, I want you to, (sighs) I want you, oh, and by the way, as she was spanking me, she's like, you're a bad girl for not showing the full breadth of your gifts in the world. Like you're a bad girl for only doing, you know, um, I forget what she said, but she said some like really healing things in that moment where it's like each spank was genuinely a deep healing. And so then she goes, okay, Megan, I want you to sit on the bed with your back against the headboard and Charlie now I want you to and at that point um yeah she goes Charlie I want you to get on all fours and go on the bed um and Megan I want you to face him so that his head is like sort of in between your thighs as I'm spanking him and I want you to open your legs and just like kind of pet his pet his head as I'm spanking him. And by the way, I asked full consent from Charlie to tell this story like weeks before this is recorded, like immediately after the experience. I was like, I, I'm sorry, like I 
this is too good. I have to share about it. And he's like, oh my God, totally do it. Share it. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I'm going to go into depth about our spanking and specifically how you got spanked and how that made me feel. And And he's like, yep, you got my consent, babe. So (laughs) do not worry. This is fully a consented conversation. I also asked Kimmy for consent as well. Um, so, um, and Kimmy's like, yes, share, please. So Charlie is on all fours and he is six foot four, very big, you know, big man. Um, you know, he's like slender, but with a lot of muscles, like a muscular dude. And, um, (laughs) so to see him on all fours with his ass, he has an amazing ass with his ass in the air. Um, and to be so surrendered, but so powerful at the same time, like he was like a submissive lion. It literally, oh my God, you guys, this is so hot just to retell the story. He was a submissive lion getting whipped by a powerful lioness with another powerful lioness in front of him. That was his posture. So Kimmy spanks him. And, you know, he responds in a masculine way. He doesn't cry out or anything like like I was moaning the entire time when I was being spanked. Um, he doesn't really like make any noise, but you can tell that he's loving it. It's like he's like, mm, like, I don't know how to explain it. I'm not going to fucking make the sounds, but he he was enjoying it. And I was so turned on. Oh, my God. You guys. like it is near impossible to dom my husband people try all the time in conversations and he doms them every fucking time um except for me I know how to dom him because you know sometimes he's my dom sometimes I'm his dom we switch all the time um but I have never seen someone else besides myself dom him and she was doing it and like any you know normally he's like super He's very intellectual, very smart. There's a lot of thoughts going on in his brain all the time. And so he talks a lot. Um, and I love that. Like, I love his words and his just like intelligence. Um, but he was completely silent with the giant smile on his face, like literally such a big smile on his face. And just to see like my view was basically like his ass in the air. She was spanking him. And, um, and yes, I asked Charlie if I could go into this much detail, by the way, everything that I'm telling you completely agreed upon by the two of us that I was going to share. So it's all good. Um, but I see his ass in the air and his big, strong, muscular back. And you know how there's like a divot in the back where your spine is when you're arched, there's like this little, like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, oh my God, like, you, oh my God, there was such a hot divot in the back of his back, like on his back. And just to see his shoulder blades like crushed together every time she would spank him. Oh my God. It was the hottest thing I have ever seen in my fucking life. And like, I was telling my best friend this story and she was like, oh my God, really? Like if my partner was being spanked in front of me, I feel like it would be like a turnoff. And I was like, you know what? Like maybe I would have thought the same, um, like a year ago or something, but just to have that, like you guys, it was so fucking hot. Oh my God. I was like, fuck yes. I am not alone in this quest of being able to like tame the beast that is Charlie. J- <laughs> I was about to say his last name. That's Charlie. 
And um, uh, <laughs> you guys, um, thank God I have this podcast. Can you imagine if I tried to put this in an Instagram post? Um, so like immediate ban. Ah, uh, okay. So with each spank, he was getting like zooted into another universe I could tell and he just loved the novelty of it and was just so aroused and I was so aroused and I was like holding his head in my hand like I was like petting his hair and like and then she goes okay Charlie now I want you to kiss the insides of Megan's thighs and he started kissing my thighs and um and she goes okay now I want you to kiss somewhere else on Megan and he kisses me in that special place and at this point, he's going down on me. And um, every time he would get spanked, his tongue would go further and further <laughs> into me. And I had the craziest orgasm of my fucking life. Okay? The craziest orgasm of my life. I had no idea that when we asked Kimmy Inch to spank us that we would get an entire conscious kink maybe maybe it wasn't an entire session but it was like an entire experience like I had no fucking idea that I would have an orgasm that wasn't a part of the plan it just happened no one was like you know it just happened like that that was the flow of the energy I wanted Charlie to go down on me in that moment and she picked up on that and you know invited Charlie to fulfill that and he did and it was just so hot and oh my god and he was so aroused he was so fucking turned on um, like visibly and energetically I could just feel it and um in my orgasm I orgasmed and then Kimmy was like went into a different zone of like aftercare and she's like okay beautiful now Charlie I want you to lay your entire body weight on Megan and just completely ground her that was so beautiful, Megan. Good job. That was so beautiful, Charlie. And now I'm going to leave the two of you just to process that and just to integrate that. Thank you so much for having that experience. And we were like, oh my God, thank you. Like, And she leaves and then it's just the two of us. And um, we were in that room alone in the sex party, um, not interacting with anyone else, just the two of us. And, you know, we had some sex and it was so 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 beautiful and it was sacred and I was just so fully in my pleasure and I wanted all of that like everything that happened that night I wanted that like something in me needed that I needed to get spanked by a sexy dominatrix I needed to hold my husband as he gets spanked by a sexy dominatrix and then also goes down on me. I needed someone else to see me orgasm. I needed that. And all of my hungers got satisfied that night. Like it was crazy. It was the craziest thing. And it was so healing. And anyway, for the next literal, for the rest of the night until the next morning, I was in subspace, um, completely like Charlie the next day he was like yeah it was literally like you were on MDMA like you like if I didn't know you and I saw you I would think that you were on MDMA and I was just having these crazy energy orgasms for like an hour after just on the bed just energy orgasm wave after orgasm wave after orgasm wave and it just like my heart was orgasming 
And, um, and it was just Charlie watching me and my pleasure at that point because he, he had completed his, his experience energetically and I hadn't yet. And I was, he was just watching me and my pleasure. And then when I opened my eyes, it wasn't just him. It was him and another woman that was watching me and my pleasure. And I was wearing my little lingerie. I wasn't naked. Um, but I loved that. I loved how another woman was watching me and my pleasure. And it didn't feel creepy at all. I was like, yes, I, like a goddess was sitting there just watching me. And I was like, this is, this is like, uh, this is it. Like I have past life memories of this from ancient Egypt and, you know, Celtic, um, Celtic culture. Like I don't know you guys, I have a lot of past lives, Viking, uh, Viking lives, um, just moments in my past lives where feminine sexuality was honored, revered, and worshipped. And that's how I felt in that moment. I was being soaked with the energy of Eros in a really godly, divine, powerful way. Like I felt I, I was a goddess in that moment. I am a goddess. But like in that moment, I was the embodiment of the goddess. And to have another woman there. And I'm going to start crying. Oh, my God. To have another woman in the room just watching that another goddess and to have you know my god my husband watching that oh my like something really I think I cast a spell like I think I think I I think I quantum leaped in that moment I think another dimension was built in that moment I think I birthed a universe in that moment like some crazy magic some crazy witchy magic was going on and it was pure and it was beautiful and I felt safe and no one violated my boundaries and no one made me feel unsafe and then like you know I came out of it and I was like the three of us were having this conversation. Obviously, we're monogamous, so we're not going to like enter a sexual experience with this woman, but we were just talking to her and just like talking to her made me feel safe because she was like just speaking to my I literally forget what we talked about because I was in such subspace at that point, but we talked about something beautiful and she was like, thank you. This like vortex pulled me into this room. I didn't know what it was, but it was this vortex. And I came into this room and I saw you and I just had to sit down and just like watch you in awe. It was so beautiful. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Like when a woman feels safe enough to let go at that level and to be ravaged by pleasure itself. And to be fucked open by God and the divine. Like that's a vortex that's created. That's another energetic sphere that's created. That is an energy healing. I'm pretty sure we did an energy healing in that moment on whoever needed it. Like accidentally, you know, just in the world. Like I think something just, it was so magical what happened. And at the end of the night... My husband and I left together. We were holding hands and we were like, that was so fucking hot. And for the rest of the night, we were just laughing. We we're like, I cannot believe like the like it. We had no idea that would happen. Right. So that's what happens when you follow your desires. Like it's this and something better. Like when you just go for it, like you get desires fulfilled that you didn't even know about. Um. And, you know, the next morning we were still just like laughing. <laughs> we we're like, oh, my God, that was so hot. And we were just celebrating. We were celebrating the hotness and the eros of our marriage. Like our marriage is so sexy and it's so 
Like you can be monogamous and be kinky and freaky and wild and have some of the best sex of your life, like have the best sex of your life with your monogamous partner. You can be monogamous and have other people witness you and your sexuality without violating your monogamous agreements, right? Like it, it they like oh, we were just so expanded in that moment by everything, and um, <laughs> so that was our experience. And the next day was aftercare, so Sunday was just decompression, and it was a really emotional day. Like people came to that day, like really just tender and soft, and there was tears, and there was just so much healing and like love, like cuddle puddle vibes. Um, and then the container was closed and you know, Kimmy warned us. She's like, after such an expansion, the next day you're going to have a dip. And I'm like, girl, I already know about expansion and contraction. I'm a fucking pro, (laughs) but thank you for reminding me. I experience it all the fucking time. So as expected the following day on Monday, I had a dip. I was so exhausted that day. Um, and then Tuesday, I just felt, yeah, reborn. And this was, yeah, it was just, And then ever since then, my life has been different and sexier and hotter and more alive. And I changed some things around in my business even to feel sexier and hotter and more alive and really focus on the containers where I'm really in my magic, like the Source Mastermind and Violet and teaching on the feminine like um and supporting female entrepreneurs and getting really fucking turned on by their lives and coming to their businesses with a full cup of eros um feminine leadership somatic alchemy witchery um like i just really have dialed in um just what i'm here to do and what i'm not here to do um it's just very clear and it just feels very true and again that's probably another podcast episode in um, but I want to, I want to integrate it some more, but I feel really, ha- I feel happier than I have been in a long time, just completely turned on and free. And, um, yeah, so boundaries with this episode and desires. If you enjoyed this episode, I am so open to a DM about it. Like, oh my God, I listened to this episode. It was so hot. I loved it. Um, maybe just the fire emoji that would really turn me on. I would love that. If you did not agree with this episode in terms of like my experience, if it triggered you, I am not open to reflection about that. Please do not DM me. Please do not message me. Um, I love you. I wish you the best. I'm going to continue to open up more and more about who I really am and talk more about, um, sex and magic and, the light and the dark feminine and just really unapologetically own who the fuck I am. And if you have a problem with who I am, that's totally fine. Like you don't have to like me, but I don't, I'm not open to comments or messages about it. Just simply unfollow and subscribe, etc. If you're a full fuck yes to a woman in her full expression, a really badass liberated woman in her full expression, like yours truly, um, then keep listening and chat with me on Instagram and also like also who's in Austin like if you're in Austin and you're listening to this DM me immediately let's get a coffee um or you know go to a fucking witch shop and get crystals and give each other a tarot reading or let's do like an erotic floor work practice together (laughs) um because there's so many cool dance classes in Austin that are just so sexy and fun ah so yeah that's what I'm open to um I love you all Thank you, Kimmy Inch. Thank you, um, Kimmy Inch's Angels. Thank you uh, for the something more experience. I recommend it on 
a 10 out of 10 level. It was one of the hottest experiences of my life and it completely, literally changed my life for the better and the sexier in every possible way. My closing words and ask for all of you, my invitation for all of you in pursuit of your highest liberation and pleasure is to see how your desires can surprise you. When you allow your desires to express themselves and actually surprise you, the amount of life force energy, eros, and inspiration that enter your field and flood your nervous system is amazing, like extraordinary. You will be shocked. So how can you let your desire surprise you? Where can you let it lead you to? Where will you let it stretch you? How can you let your desire surprise you? That is your um, home play, not homework, home play assignment is to see in your life where there is more room for um, life force energy and sexiness and arrows. Where, where is that missing in your life? And to inject that back into your life, track your aliveness, track your desire. And when you start to track your desire, how can you follow it? And when you start to follow it, how can you let it surprise you? All right, my loves, that is the end of our journey today. I loved this conversation. I hope you did too. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would put the biggest smile on my face for you to rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and send me a DM on Instagram at Megan Claire Hatfield so that I can feel you and connect with you. And thank you for being a listener. And if you feel called to share this with any of your friends or family members or coworkers or whoever would be activated by a conversation like this one, by me, by my message, I invite you to share it with them. I hope you have a brilliant rest of your day or evening and I will connect with you again at the next episode.